being on a podcast is a funny thing. It's a popular medium now for all things getting information and content out. And in a podcast, there's certain chemistry that you have, especially when you're doing one where you have conversations with other people. My guest today is a second-time guest, Nicole Trick Steinbach. I think you can see that Nicole, or hear that Nicole and I have really good chemistry during these episodes. She's such an enjoyable person to speak with, and I love how she wears her heart on her sleeve, and she's just who she is, everything included. I hope that you enjoy the next iteration of a conversation that I've had with Nicole Trick Steinbach. That's what we do. <laughs> Nicole, you're back on again. I am, and I am thrilled. You look good. You look great to me. Oh, thank you. I feel pretty awful. We've uh, we've been having fever, you feel awful, exhaustion, and um, yeah. So, but thank you for that. It must be all the extra sleep. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is because you look like your joyful self to me, you know. Oh, thank Yeah, well, joy, you know, real joy is inside, right? It's not based on what's happening yeah. around us. It is deep. So, um, yeah. I have something I want to show you. Okay, show it to me. Not great for a podcast, but it's okay. Because we're all stuck at home and we have fever, so we have to be careful going yeah. out. I don't know when I'll get to the post office. So I found this for you. Oh wow! What is that? Yeah. Oh the the oh man, <laughs> jellyfish, right? <laughs> they're um and they're made out of cork, wow. so you can take them places. And um, yeah, they're like little. Uh, what do you call them? You put them down to protect your your table, and you put your glasses on top of that. That's so awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I saw them and I thought, oh my gosh, because I went to get myself an octopus. I told a local <laughs> artist that I'd love to have some stuff with octopus on it. And I came in wow. and they were sitting right next to each other. And I thought, oh my gosh, absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> so at some point when we are out of quarantine and fevers are done for two weeks, I'll mail them to you. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Well, at some point in the uh, in the future, I would love to be in your presence and meet yeah. you. That would be amazing also. Ditto. That'll be pretty cool. Because right. I think your podcast, I actually, your episode, I share it with people individually all the time. So like, and somebody says, oh, can I get an idea what your podcast is like? I always go, this is the episode I want you to listen to to get a good idea of what, how I like to do things on the podcast. That is so touching because, oh my gosh, I have some, I have some others of your podcasts that I've actually directed people to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, thank you for the compliment. That really means a lot to me. Yes. Yes. Well, I just think you're wonderful. And, and people need to hear that they're wonderful when they are. They're not being told that enough. And 
there is a definite chemistry when we get on here and do this and we chat and feel like we're building an awesome friendship. Yeah. And um, I just love sending your episode because it's funny, you know, it's like funny. It's sad. It's uplifting. It's like all over the place. It's joyful. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the real relationship with somebody, you know, like it's awesome. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. You know? So how has it been quarantined? How you how you guys doing? Um, we're pretty good. Um, we, I think because we have always, in the past two years, living where we live in Blaine, Washington, you know, we're butted up right against the border. So they close the border. So nobody from Canada can come our way. Mm. Uh, the next closest town is probably a good 15, 20 miles away for us. And it's only 5,000 people in the town. So we're used to our town being pretty slow normally. Um, so it hasn't felt honestly very different here. Um, on little pieces, but not dramatic change like maybe your larger cities are mm -hmm. experiencing. So um, and we, that's kind of why we moved here a couple of years ago was to try to get back to nature, be around water, walk on the beach, um, kind of be just away. Yeah. From civilization. You know, like you love the mountains. I know like you're a big mountain person. <laughs> See, people, I remember stuff. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I, love I love my mountains. You yeah. love the mountains and I love the beach. And so we were walking on the beach yesterday a little bit. You know, there's nobody around. And um, so it's been, honestly, it's been very peaceful our way. Extremely peaceful. Um, which I know doesn't sound like a lot of people, but it's just the honest truth about our experience right now. So. Excellent. How I'm about you? For that. Um, so we entered quarantine, I think this was our third week. Mm -hmm. And um, so we live in a relatively small town, but we're right next to Denver, right? So I think that our town is you know, it, it's definitely independent of Denver, but honestly, when you leave Denver, you never notice that you've left Denver, right? Um, so uh, life has dramatically changed for us. Um, and we had fever, like really small fever, like fever where, you know, in a normal situation, you wouldn't even count it. You'd be like, ah, you know, that's within statistical error, no problem. But we take it really seriously. We have people in our lives who mean a lot to us that are struggling with immune challenges all the time, let alone now, right? And also yeah. because, um, you know, our life is wonderfully inclusive of Germany and the United States. So we get news in both languages and from both places and you know, there was just a lot of misinformation in the United States that it only impacts large older people, people who are deathly ill. And that, that just wasn't the case. And we knew that we would most likely be, quote unquote, carrier. Like if we got it, most likely we would have what which is what I ended up. And I, not that I'm saying I'm positive. I could just have a cold. Right. Just you just never know because um, we don't have enough tests in the U.S. But um you know, fever and pain and exhaustion and things like that. So that's been a wonderful reminder of how sometimes loving people is doing the really hard things mm -hmm. because um, 
I am an extrovert. I get energy from without myself. And I can't go sit in a cafe and be, you know, have other people's energy around me. And that's hard sometimes for me. Um, But love means doing the right thing, even when it's hard. And this has been an opportunity to really love. I love our neighbor, quite frankly. So, yeah, we've been at home. My husband, I think, has left three or four times to do mandatory shopping. And other than Mm -hmm. that, I'm home. Yeah. How have you adjusted to being at home on a regular basis? So I heard on another podcast, I heard someone say, after this comes slowly to an end, right? Because it'll take a long Mm -hmm. time. There'll be a lot of divorces, Mm -hmm. a lot of pregnancies, which will be only first children. (laughs) Because those of us that are stuck on with our kids are like, be careful. They're like, no, no. And a lot of a lot of people moving house, and um, I think we'll probably be in the third. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've we've simplified a lot. We've um, reorganized some of our house, like where things are, and um, oh, yeah, there's a lot of um, like releasing of expectations. So, you know, the kids can't see their friends unless they're online, unless they're mm-hmm. on a like we are right now. Yep. They're learning online. They're, you know, when we're not feeling well, they're relaxing in front of a screen. And that's, that is not easy. Um, and at the same time, I've read so much. Mm-hmm. I've read so much. And we're going to do a garden this year, which we would not have had the time to do. Mm-hmm. And teletherapy is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There goes that laugh. <laughs> Teletherapy is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, for your listeners, um, teletherapy apparently is is like really they're rushing to set it up for a lot of insurance mm-hmm. providers. But they also have it for um, I think one of them is called Be Well. And there's another one, Stroke and things like that, um, that don't require insurance. And they're actually pretty relatively okay priced and you know hard hard things it's good to have someone to talk to about what's going on that doesn't take it personally sure um is trained to remove themselves yeah it's good that's awesome that's awesome so you're having a lot of phone calls are these as uh you know checking in calls with people like you have a list of people that you enjoy chatting with and that you feel like they're enjoyable to kind of spend this time with no 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 i love your honesty i love that um well no i don't have a list um i you know what my home is full of things that make me think of people and i tend to just shoot over a quick message and then if they answer right away i call them Most of the time, that's usually how it works. But I've also, have you ever heard of this thing called Marco Polo? Yes. I am in love right now. I'm like, I'm giving so much free advertising to them. But um, so for anyone who doesn't know it, it's really short, anywhere between, you know, 15 seconds. And I think the longest I've gotten was like a minute or something. 
And um, you make a video with your face. And you just mm-hmm. talk, and then it gets sent. And then when that person has the time, they can send it back to you, right? A yeah. little video. And especially when, you know, I was, I had the pains and, and all that good stuff. It was just so gorgeous because it felt like people were next to me. Mm-hmm. That's been incredible. Um, but yeah, we I have been on the phone. Yeah. I can't say a lot more because I work globally and virtually, but um, so I've been on the phone more. I've been on the phone and on Skype and Zoom and things like that with more intention. There's been a lot more intention. In what way? Explain. Um, so earlier today uh, with a client, we got on and it was going to be this uh, run through of a presentation and out- outcome that needs to, that needs to be shared. And um, all the videos went on. Everybody put their video on except for one person who couldn't. And that's for some personal reasons. Yeah. We all put our videos on so we could see each other. And, um, you know, and it started off with how are things really, you know, is this a good time? Really? And one of the guys said, actually, X, Y, Z is happening you know, forgive me if I'm distracted. And all of us said, you know what, X, Y, Z, that's part of life these days. Let's repurpose a different meeting. And that's what we did. It's just much more intentional, much more human. And I've I've often felt in my consulting um, work that part of my job is bringing in the human, bringing in the connection representing the people. And it feels right now that that's a shared opportunity. And it's yeah. no longer like, oh, here comes Nicole with her, how are you? And oh, <laughs> joke funny. Like, how am I? How am I? You know? You're being taken now. They're taking it seriously on a large scale. They're like, she was right. And you mm-hmm. and I, we're kindred spirits in that. I'm a huge person in that. And that's a large part of my business and my live virtual business is I'm like, it's just companionship with people. It's actual love with other human beings. Like, I know this didn't feel like it was a thing in the world before, but now you must understand. Yeah. This is what is the underpinning of all of your existence generally. Yes. You need to take this serious, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Take it seriously. And the fact that we are all we are all 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 connected mm-hmm. so i i know that you're you know close to the border and five thousand mm-hmm. people and it's quiet and you are sharing an experience with every single person on the globe right now mm-hmm. known or unknown so we have these oh and i did this on linkedin and holy crap i had no idea it was like a provocative statement you know because sometimes mm-hmm. i do provocative statements because i want people to think and other times i do them on accident so here was one okay. of my provocative accidents someone had commented something about you know how we're all connected and we pretend that we're apart and yada yada and so i wrote yeah this is a hard time so for example my husband can get into his country i can't get into his country and I can get into my country, but he can't get into my country. And we're a family. There's no tighter unit of humans than family, right? Family of choice, family of blood, family of marriage, whatever, right? And people exploded. 
because oh because I also wrote like artificial boundaries aren't respected by viruses we are more connected than we pretend to be and perhaps this is something that we need to think about holy bajoli knees <laughs> oh, I wish what I were the responses oh my the... one person well a couple of people were like yeah you know I that's amazing I never thought about that that there's probably millions of people in the world who can't travel as a unit like we cannot travel as a unit um uh, and then there were quite a number of people who were also like, these are not artificial boundaries. People bled and died for these, you know, countries and have, you know, have, you know, pride. And um, one person knew a little bit about me that I had gone to Fort Knox and was like, this is the problem with, you know, Europe and they ruin our nationality. <laughs> All this stuff, like, you are in Knox and you had it right and you lost it. And I was like... I did not know that this was a provocative statement. Wow. Okay. Because we're all connected. We are all connected. And this human stuff, this matters. This is the basics of what we do. Eye contact matters. Listening matters. Wow. What do you think that... Have you died? I mean, maybe you haven't, but have you dissected why you think there was such a strong reaction from a decent amount of people in that? The client and I were going back and forth on this, and I I completely disagreed with her. And and then um, the days went on, and I realized that my disagreement was firmly lodged in privilege, fear, fear. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I knew that Northern Italy, cause that's where we spend time and, and we have, um, we have a little house that uh, belongs to my husband's side of the family. And, um, and I love it there. I call it uh, the center of the universe. I just mm -hmm. love, love sitting on the balcony. I love, the food. I love the woman at the pizzeria giving me a hard time because I still haven't figured out how to order a pizza. I'm so much, I'm so close. I'm so close. Right. <laughs> um, and when it was quarantined off, it was scary, right? It was, it was, it was scary. And um, I knew people who I'd worked with were really ill and she knew better because <laughs> I still felt far away for us. There goes my dog. Luckily. Oh yeah. No, my dog makes appearances. <laughs> <laughs> um, fear. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. Fear is, fear is driving a stronger desire to care. Okay. He's taking care of my son. Just went and got my dog. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is bad, right? Because you know, what, what I was saying to her is yes, fear is a very, very strong motivator fear of life, fear of um, family members, fear of, you know, financial income, fear of shelter, all of these things, right? And hope is how we talked about this last time, right? Like hope is um, how I, I structure a lot of my choices and joy is, is you know, a choice that I make. Mm -hmm. Choose the joy, um, choose the laughter, choose not the silver lining, guys. I despise silver linings because, man, have you ever tried to rub a silver lining off of something? Real easy. 
Real easy. Don't you silver line me. <laughs> Don't you silver line me, you. <laughs> right? Um, but she was right. She was absolutely right. It's I fear is a huge motivator right now for connection. And fear of what? Fear of, yeah, fear of all the things I listed out, but also fear of loss. Um, and also, I think, you know, a lot of people are already grieving. We've lost already um, this sheen of invincibility, or how do you say that word? Um, like we can't be damaged. Mm-hmm. Another word I'm looking for, invincible. Is that how yeah. you say it? Yeah, invincible. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. invincibility, this force field yes. of um and that is impenetrable, that this could not happen. There is no way that this could happen. Right. And then when it happens, it destroys your reality of what could happen, type yeah. of thing. Which is yeah. interesting, I think, while we search for so much in life about I wish this would happen. I wish we would find this thing or we'd search this cosmos to find other life or whatever. But could you handle knowing some of the greatest things that were out there if it changed your reality? This is changing our reality. And for a lot of people, the thought of being more human was not part of the reality that they had. It just wasn't. It was just, I work. I do my thing. I, I, you know, it's just, I push myself. I go after more and I'll step on people. And uh, the, the humanity was not part of it for a lot of people before this. It just wasn't a consideration. That sounds mean, but it's, it's kind of true. So you just saw my physical reaction. That, I had a really strong response to that because that is the language I've been looking for. And what's so interesting is I had a conversation um, last week and, and the podcast is out today with uh, Dr. Dina Brown with Walking. I listen to that. I'll listen to anything you're on. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. But she talked about the I am. I am. The power of I am. The power of service. And I was really touched and I took notes and um, I just listened to the recording and it's beautiful. And I think the two of you would have a fantastic connection. Um, And I knew that it was touching me and I knew that there was something about what we are all going through right now. There was something there and you just put it into language because you never said I am, I work, I, I step, I go, I, uh, but I am. I am. Wow. Yeah. In a non-pandemic world, this is where I would say, I really want to hug you. (laughs) (laughs) We will be. Things will be different, but that that hug will come one day. I am. I am. And you know what? I think that that is part of the fear. I think that I I know that when, okay, so with my second child, I was on bed rest for six months, Mm. sat in beds for six months. I ran out of documentaries, (laughs) ran out of them. (laughs) Um, And it was horrible because who was I sitting with? Me. I was sitting with me. 
And so while I'm an extrovert and this is hard, it's nowhere near as hard as I think it would have been without that experience. Exactly. Without all the therapy, without all the... I do think that that is a, a huge problem. I mean, I have some people in my life where, um, the, you know, there these group chains that happen on text messages um, where they they are... I mean, they're, they're freaking out. They're lost. There's 20 messages a day. Yeah. They've never sat. The greatest fear for many people is discovering who they are and actually sitting with and determining if they actually like that person. Because it's so easy to never discover that. It is incredibly easy to never, ever go down that path. Why, why would you, if you're really scared of what that may, you may discover, you can do anything to work more, just work more, just be on your phone more, just travel more. You can do anything to never discover who you are. But when you're forced to, that, that is scary. I've had plenty of people who are like, I'm not good being by myself. I'm like, this is the time to confront who you actually are. And you may be worried about what you discover. But it's also good for you to finally know who you are, because then you could actually start becoming the person you want to be. Some people go a whole lifetime denying who they are, never discovering that. And they go to their grave with that. In many ways, this forced um, looking at the self is a real blessing. In many ways, there's a lot of heartache and pain and all this, a lot of pain. But if you choose to look at it, you will discover something. It's either going to be very scary or very amazing, you know, in your mind. But we have to, you have to do the work. You have to. If you don't, you just continue to see this as a bump and then continuing to flood your life back with things that will deny who you actually are or that. You're right. The fear of, the, the fear of self is the fear. We fear disease or virus, of course, everybody is, but maybe greater is the fear of discovering who you actually are. Who are you, really? This time that we're having, all being at home because of COVID-19, is forcing us to answer that very question. And if you haven't been thinking or looking to try to answer that question, I encourage you to do so. Whether you're with family members, friends, or living on your own, who are you, really? And how are you actually feeling? It's okay if you feel terrible, if you feel lost, if you, if you feel completely out of it. And it's okay if you're feeling good and you feel peaceful. But how are you actually feeling? Process it, think about it, and then really do something about it. That may be worse for many people. I 
And the people said, amen. (laughs) (laughs) These are the best episodes because it's like all of these, like, there's like a lot of silence Mm. and thinking. And then there's a lot of talking. It's like explosiveness. And it's like quiet. And it's just real. You know, like I remember the first time we talked and I was like, man, you're just so joyful. We got all this joy, Nicole. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, no, no. That That is not naturally who I no. am. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I have to know about this. And the discussion about that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I got one message follow up from uh, the podcast mm-hmm. about you know, what daily exercises do I do to choose joy? And it was, it was, it was a very, very good question. It was a very, very great question. Yes, it is. It really is. Therapy, guys, therapy, meditation, walks. But there's also one that, um, that I have a lot of people do and that I do myself. So right now myself, I am doing this as well. And it's to um, either hang up a message next to a mirror that you that you are around a lot or know what you want to say and look at yourself and your eyeballs, right? Because we are our worst, worst, worst critics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever that is, do that until you believe you, right? Because... Mm-hmm. I, you know, I believe me, then it doesn't matter if someone else believes me. That's like, that's kind of like, you know, I'm now I've got the cake and I've got the icing and you're like this little icing rose on top of my cake. Right. Mm-hmm. If I and so right now, um, I've been saying the, uh, may all people be calm. May all people be well, may all people be content and may all people live with ease. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a daily ritual. And in fact, I do it multiple times a day, basically anytime I wash my hands, right. Yeah. And, um, is, is, is ingrained that because the, you know, the quote unquote silver lining is temporary. You can wipe it off. One little thing happens and you know, it's gone. I'm talking about the joy. That's a choice that's within your spine. That's yeah. within your soul or your heart or your mind. However, people look at that, um, that's what I'm talking about. And that's a choice. And that's, that's a choice that leads to more sleep, <laughs> more yeah. happiness, quite frankly, more money. Um, yeah. The more you are yourself, the more people come to you because they want to be themselves. They don't want to be you. No. They want to be themselves. No. I want to extend on that a little bit because I think... I always feel like we have a conversation. Like, we actually have a conversation. When we're yeah. doing this, you know, like that's the point of the podcast. I mean, not all the episodes are like sometimes it's just healing. Somebody comes on and they gotta spew what they gotta say it, man. They gotta get it off their chest. And I am very a very tiny part of that podcast. I'm like, not much is being said on this end, you know. And I like that too, but I, I certainly enjoy the conversation. And I think that sometimes people think that joyful people just like they're just emanating out of them like oh they're just so happy and i've and i I always like to dispel and say listen i am a very joyful person but it's incredibly difficult it is incredibly difficult to be joyful regularly i get angry being positive is very hard it is like a constant battle to stay joyful 
yes. over time. And my podcast is a, it helps. It's, it's my joy. It helps me be joyful. It is my meditation on a regular basis, reaching out to people, telling people, let's say on LinkedIn, a post, oh, that's shouting out this person. This person's wonderful. Great. That's how I keep joyful by, by lighting your light. If my light is dim, I light your light. It keeps me joyful for yeah. that. But it's not like some easy thing to do. I mean, it's very, inc it's incredibly difficult to stay joyful on a regular basis. So when did you choose? I know, I know the last time we talked about it, you, you shared how, you know, yeah. your mom and the teenager and, and people yeah. catching up with you, but what were some turning points in your life? I think a big turning point was, um, I had a networking organization, maybe in my early thirties in Las Vegas, where I was trying to get all of my colleagues together. And just for the purpose of like, let's just be together. Let's spend time together. Let's help each other out. Let's, let's stop trying to be so like competitive, like, oh, I'm going to get these, you know, don't take my area or whatever like that, you know, territorialness, you know, and just, just seeing people change and that being like, I don't have to be like so competitive about this. I'm like, no, I mean, like, we could be in the same profession and I could pour all this energy into you to help you yeah, and let it be just that, you know, because, because I care about your humanity more than I care about the, you know, whatever as technical aspects of being in this business, you know, type of thing. And I, I think that I started seeing people like change their mind about how they thought about being in business and that it was people first for that. Um, and so just doing that, I was like, oh, there's really something to like real networking, like actual networking about humans. Yeah. I call it human networking, like not business. I think networking is like business networking. People think it was like business networking. I'm like, no, human networking, the connection you're talking about. Nicole comes in the meetings and talks about this. Like you said, he said <laughs> that's human networking. Like, are you good? Are, are you, no, not, not some, not some service the answer. Are you good? Because if you feel like shit, it's okay to say you don't feel good. Are you good or not? Like the real stuff. Give me the real stuff, you know? And I thrive in that. I thrive in goodness and in brokenness with people. I thrive in both situations. I will be, I will run into both with the equal um, vigor, both. And so just developing that over the years, helping people find jobs that had nothing to do with anything with me, just how can I help you live? Give them somebody, somebody money, get some gas today, you know, like yeah. listen to somebody talk about the dirt, the deepest, darkest, terrible thoughts they have in their mind. Let me hear that. Let me ingest that. Let me take that. Let me, let me be the person to take that energy in, you know, let me. Let me be an example of goodness in your life. I want to be that for you. If you never experienced that once in your life, you will experience it with me. You will get that with me at least once. You may not go, you may not go through this life without having one person be good to you. I will be that person if no one else will be. And that is always, that's my joy. That has given me joy is being illuminating other people's lights. That's what's important. I think so when you, I don't know what that struck me. You said to people, oh, Nicole's the one that comes in the meeting. And it's like, 
I think when, when a joyful an actively joyful person who is pursuing it regularly meets another person who's actively pursuing joy, you get like a supernova explosion. Yeah. You, you, yeah. And I, I felt that the minute I got on the phone with you and I was sitting <laughs> in the parking lot, if you listen to the last one, you probably heard this. It's fine. You're not, you, you might be hearing this one for the first time. So listen again, you know, like, and you meet that person, you go, it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. In my experience, the, these people are rare human beings. You are a rare human being. You are. Thank you. And yeah. one of my, my deep beliefs is that everyone is here as a unique once in a once in a universe, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, and growing into that, I I love how you talked about being that person. Um, and I'd love to share a story, but before I do that, how do you keep your boundaries? Because one of the things that I've seen people really struggle with, and I struggled with probably about a decade ago, was holding like being of service and holding boundaries and yeah. yeah how do you how do you manage that that's a good question um my wife and i were actually having a conversation about this maybe a month ago she was talking to one of her friends and and he was talking about like you know like leadership and stuff like that she's like you got to talk to my husband. She's like, he's great with people, but he keeps very good boundaries with pe people too. Yeah. And they were like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing. Like, for me, my whole goal is to get close to people as close as possible in an appropriate way. I'm very aware of the line always mm -hmm. and that with people, but I'm also very upfront with people. Like, you know, when I had a very large team and staff, I'd say, Hey, I love you. I care about you. I want to be all those things I just said. I want to be present. I want to run into the fire of your life. But if you are not willing to do the work to be on the other end of this, then uh, it's not going to work out. Or if you're going to step out of line, you know, then there will be repercussions for that. I was just explaining the consequences of their potential future behavior. I'm like, I will not put up with that. But I will love you, but here's, if you do these things, here are the consequences of those things. But in the meantime, I'm going to, I'm going to run into that burning building for you, mm -hmm. you know, as many times as I can. But if you don't do your part, I mean, I'm just going to get burned, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we're yeah. both going to die, you and know? So, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I'm not going to go through that in an in, endless cycle mm -hmm. over and over again so help with boundaries has always been a gigantic part of what i do so i think some people have beautiful hearts where they just continue to help and help and help and help and help and i love those people but those people end up dying metaphorically you know and they keep repeating it over and over again because you've never set the boundaries right. you have to verbally set the boundaries and you have to be accountable to those and you have to follow through with it and do it that's it you know i think it's just like saying it to people <laughs> being like this equals this this equals that like people don't talk to each other that way you know like 
they're like always like some hidden meaning in conversations with people. I'm like, that's why for me, like, I mean, I'm sorry to go over it again, but like we were chatting the first time. I was like, boom, man, you're awesome. Like, you're, you're amazing. <laughs> like, who are you? Like, you know. What's so funny is I had listened to your podcast before, so I felt like I knew you. Yeah. And it never occurred to me when I, because I was just so excited. I didn't think like, this guy does not know you from, yeah, a, yeah. from a box of matches, right? I was just like, ah, oh, we're connect, we're going to connect. We're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you were like, okay, I'm surprised. <laughs> So I think that I think the bound I think the foundation of boundaries is self-love. Yeah. Cause if I, you know, I have a couple of people in my life who can per persist on giving too much. Persist mm -hmm. on giving too much. And mm -hmm. I happen to know these people for my entire life, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that it's because um the love of self is it's just it's been very much undermined by a series of things that happened in their life yeah yeah um and i mean I, so we're back to teletherapy again <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll teletherapy right i'll tell you man it's amazing it's it's wonderful how we are discovering that what we thought was impossible is way more than just possible impossible is just hasn't been discovered yet hasn't been figured out how to do it exactly. for many things there are a lot of things to the course of human history that were thought to be impossible but they were overcome yeah. they were overcome if somebody figured out a way to overcome it and to do it i mean mm -hmm. i remember watching back to the future when i was like a kid and people were doing this on the screen Marty McFly was talking to his boss and I was like, that can't be possible. How do you talk to somebody on a video screen? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're still begging our parents for 25 cents at Pizza Hut so that we can yeah. play that board. That exactly. Board. <laughs> but now everybody's talking to each other like that. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just like whatever you think is impossible in some science fiction movie probably will come true at some point down the line. I mean, it's oh, just, absolutely. somebody had the imagination to dream it up and put it on screen. There may be some way to actually get it done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I, have I told you that I love Star Trek? I don't think so. I would have remembered that. <laughs> okay. So I was married to my husband for over a decade before he discovered this. And, and I remember this date you went on with your husband and he wore a hoodie and he said, <laughs> that was pretty funny by the way. He's such a great guy. He's such a great guy. <laughs> I love that, man. Which again, joy, right? Like relationships are not always easy, right? Oh, like being no, stuck no. in the house with your spouse. I mean, I love this man. He's a good man. That's wonderful. And we need a cabin in the backyard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure he's like, we need a cabin in the back. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, feelings mutual, right? <laughs> Ooh, it is like intense. But um, so I, he didn't know for over, actually, it was way more than a decade, but let's just say over a decade, because, you know, talking about Marty McFly and what's possible, you couldn't just hit a button on some service and stream a show you like, oh. right? So you had to like search out 
Star Trek. And I don't like going to the movie theaters. It's just not my jam. I like to talk. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the bathroom. Maybe I get hungry. You know, like, it's just not my jam. I love it. It's not mine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. My poor husband. Anyways. Um, and so, Star Trek is on Netflix. Like, yes. all this. And they did it as part of the lead up to, to Picard. Yes. My husband's like, why are you watching Star Trek? I'm like, I, I love Star Trek, you know? He had no clue. <laughs> he had no clue. You guys been together forever. <laughs> it was like a... Forever. 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 <laughs> He's like, what is this? What else don't I know about you? What is this? Is that also about humans? We'll never know everything. No. We'll never know everything. But so Star Trek is awesome because I'm watching even just the next generation, right? So not even the original Star Trek. I'm watching it. And uh, my son and daughter are watching a, a part as well. And, and and my son's like, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. I thought you said this was in the future. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on spaceships. Like. We're not traveling intergalactically. I mean, come on, man. And that, that to me was, you know, a reminder. And of course, then I did the mom thing where I'm like, see, people thought this would be impossible and we're already doing it. No, no, no. And so whatever you put your mind to. And my eight year old was like, yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mom. Yes, mom. (laughs) Wow. I grew up on Star Trek. My dad is monstrous Star Trek fan. I've seen every Star Trek movie, all of it. Oh, I'm still missing That's a few. Gone. All that stuff, man, is amazing. Yeah, just the the creativity and the. There's a few movies that I'm missing, um, but I love watching it, particularly when. So when my parents were going through their awful divorce, these two people who should have never they should have said hi, shook hands, and. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> but thank God, they got like, they got me out of it. I yeah, mean, well, on. you know, I mean, geez, <laughs> some positive out of us. Two other souls, right? So yeah. um, when they were going through their divorce, I, uh, and their divorce was a long thing. You could still watch, you could watch Doctor Who mm-hmm. on the public radio on Sunday mornings. And then they got followed by some random episode of Star Trek, right? It wasn't an order. It was just some random one. And I loved the belief, and I didn't have words for it until I was in college and I wrote an essay about it. Um, I had loved the belief that we could always make this better. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. always. And that for me is why Star Trek is so inspiring. Wow. I don't know if that's how everybody feels about it. <laughs> either they're like i want to wear the uniform i want to be on the starship (laughs) enterprise those uniforms are nasty 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 those uniforms gotta go they're not great honestly they're not great i mean one tree what uh the bedizoid in uh next generation that's why Mm -hmm. they never had her in a full-on uniform until they got better fabrics (laughs) because she looked like a mess she looked like a marshmallow man i know man it's but that's an interesting way of looking at it. I think it's uh, very profound. I feel like it's like where we're at now, you know, can always do better. Always. You know, we could do better. And it's in many ways forcing us to have to do better. I mean, if you look at it, what is amazing, some crazy things that already happened is like all of a sudden, 
places on the earth have healed almost overnight. Like overnight, the people were thinking, oh, this is going to take years and years. No, like a month. <laughs> like Climate's like, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And then it, and it healed itself like that. Like yeah. that. We could do better. We can we do, could do better. We can do so much better. Yeah. You know, this is one example of, of what we do has huge repercussions on all aspects of life. I think sometimes people think that their existence is not important. They think, what does it matter what I say, what I do, how I act? And I always say, it has a huge implications. Your actions ripple across time and space and reality. And you don't see it, but I'm telling you, other people feel it on yep. a regular basis. Your, your behavior is responsible for rips in the fabric of time. I know that sounds like it's overstating it, but it's true. Think about all the things you do, all the people in your life, yep. the words you said to them, how that got to them, how that got to somebody else, how yep. that got to somebody else, when they went to work, how that affected them, how that destroyed somebody else. Your personal behavior yep. has cosmic implications. It just does. does. Think does. about it that way. <laughs> you know? I do think about it that way because I watch Star Trek. Exactly. You've <laughs> gone to places that no people have gone before. <laughs> so there's a positive. I, I, this actually just, I was looking at it over the weekend when I was feeling very bad. Um, and oh my goodness, and sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. So on LinkedIn, someone who is a second degree um, connection to me mm -hmm. posted, um, I negotiated not for me, but for the people who are behind me. Mm. This was a young, she's going in, I think to her first job. I don't know what she negotiated. I don't know what the outcome was. I just know that she wrote, I negotiated for the first time, not for me, but for people behind me. And I was like, wait a second. I say that all the time. Right. So I popped a note to my actual connection. I was like, Hey, I love that your connections. I love that your connection said that. And she said, Nicole, I told her that. And I told her that because you told me that. And I was like, yeah. Oh, well, so-and-so told that to me. Right. Yeah. And look at that one, one comment, one kick in the ass for me a few years ago. And then look at how the ripples go down. And who knows what that'll do for someone else. Yeah. And that's, that is the power of our one opportunity, our one lifetime. That's it. Yeah. You're that's incredibly it. powerful. <clears throat> You're incredibly powerful. But aren't we all? You, that's what I mean. Like humans are incredibly powerful. Yeah. And we often devalue our power. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nobody doesn't matter. Oh, always matters. Always, always matters. Oh, I don't have a choice or I can't do this. Like just these damning words mm -hmm. of ineptitude or um, I can't follow through. I mean, your lack of follow through, your lack of coming through for somebody or saying poor things about yourself, it has consequences. Yeah. All things have consequences, whether you experience them directly or not. 
it's coming down the line to somebody. Your actions has somebody's is somebody else's consequence if it's not your own. Yeah. On there. Yeah. And I think we just need to take ourselves more seriously in that sense. And I'm, and in some ways, I think we are doing that. But the but time is the great test. Time mm. is the great test as these things start to fade mm. and we get back to life and maybe in a different way and slowly. Mm. What will time say about us after this? What's the narrative going to be? 10 years from now after the pandemic did we change or did we just did we shelter at home and made promises to change and then just went back to acting the same way i don't know i have no clue where that that story will be written at some point there's gonna be a lot of documentaries about this by the way <laughs> like COVID 19. can you imagine the documentaries that are come out of this thing and what will be really fascinating about this, ooh, here it comes, warning, warning, what's going to be really fascinating about this is who are the bad guys in the movie? Oh, interesting. Because <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you something, I am dead tired of movies where the bad people are all the same and all the good people <laughs> are all the same. Like, it's enough. Yeah. Because who wasn't prepared and who was prepared right. and uh, you know how are how are you going to do that are you going to have like singapore and how they got prepared and south korea yeah. and how they got prepared and how people were treated and then are you going to have the u.s with <laughs> <all the laughs> we got the big eyes we got the big eyes like oh no u.s no <laughs> i mean it's I, I i actually i had to leave twitter because yeah. for temporarily because um uh so in my in, in my network we've already lost one person yeah. and um i'm sure the number has grown and it's not that i don't love those people it's not that they did not deserve better it's not that you know it's all those things and it's a choice to be joyful it's a choice to do the right things it's a choice to go deep right yeah twitter sure. right now is the place where people are really calling to attention the deaths that are happening i see i see and so who's gonna be you know how, how how's that movie gonna be reshaped right yeah that'll be a wrong. lot of that it's just what we do we document stuff now more than ever yeah and then we tell and then we put it into a form of a movie and then we cast like Bradley Cooper as playing like, you know, some dude, you know, like, it's true. Brad Pitt would be like, you know, Steve Mnuchin or something. They'd be like, make me look really good. I want you to make me look really good. Hey, when they put these people in movies who look way better than the real person, I'm like, that guy looks nothing like you. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. Oh. So I... So... <laughs> I loved in Wonder Woman, there yeah. were a couple of things I loved. Number one, she walked into that room with all those guys like she deserved to be there because she yeah. deserved yeah. to be there. Yeah. Never shown to her that she didn't. And I loved how in the fight scenes, at least there were some where she was sweating and her hair was weird. Yeah. And because, man, the pressure that we put onto people not to be human. Yeah. 
Oh are yeah. You really? No, I'm fine. No, no. How are you really? How are you really? Well, my son had a seizure and we couldn't call 911 because we're in the outbreak and it was pretty scary and I'm a little shaken up today. All right. So this deadline is in three weeks. You want to take 20 minutes and just be a human? Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. All right. That. Let's do that. Man, should... there's, there's always like a, there's a vulnerability, vulnerability hangover coming again after this. I mean, it's always, <clears throat> it's always deep. Like we were, when I was like, man, we should, you know, we've got to do this again and have, you know, a podcast like people, Nicole will be on many more times. It's just the fact. This is my, I, I'm very transparent. Nicole is one of my favorite people to have on. Thank you. Such a kind person. You should reach out to her, spend some time getting to know this person like I'm getting to know her. So I appreciate you. My day is actually busy pretty regularly. So with work, so I have to get going, but this is certainly, um, will not be the last time. I just want to thank you also for the service that you're putting out there. The conversation that you had recently about the half, the book that's coming out, the mm-hmm. 10 happiness yeah, and was just incredible. It was such a gift to the world. And I sent it to a friend of mine who needs to hear that conversation. And also that that's book, awesome. I want you to know that your service really matters. So thank keep you. going. I will. It's uh a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. So I'm pretty excited about it. So thank you so much, Nicole. Thank I you. You be well. Stay All well. Right. You too. Bye. Bye, friend. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>